0: Hey guys, it's Richard.
1: Hey, and Steve is here.
0: And this is Fuck is, is Our Mantra. Our mantra. We should probably time that out one time and like do it together. Yeah. Yeah, it's cooler that way. Okay. <laughs>
1: uh, we're back. Yes. It is fall. Yes. <laughs> I'm not happy about it. He's not happy, but he's happy because he loves fall. I love fall, but I'm, I, I'm still wanting summer.
0: Yeah, this this summer will go down as like the world's fastest. For sure. It just is what it was. I'll get better.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh do you wanna go first? Yeah, fuck of the week. Um <clears throat> hope yours is happier.
0: Oh yeah, it'll it will be then.
1: Okay, good. Uh so we have a friend that uh a friend of ours that was recently in an accident. And uh Morgan, if you're listening, hi. I Hope it's okay to share uh, your story, at least an abbreviated version of it, um, as my fuck of the week. But a week and a half, two weeks ago, she was actually in a um, single car accident. She actually hydroplaned on the freeway um, going, I don't even remember how fast she was
0: going. I mean, she would have been going between 55 and 70 probably. Um,
1: And crazy crazy and uh, there's just a lot of circumstantial things that kind of happened and she was definitely being protected but we saw a picture we went to visit it we went to visit her on Saturday sunday, sunday. and uh, saw the pictures of the car and where she landed and where the pole where she hit a pole and holy fuck <laughs> like the car was absolutely destroyed like they couldn't get her out she was like locked into that bucket seat and i mean i mean she walked away with some broken bones and um you know some scrapes and bruises and some trauma um but uh looking at that car i'm holy fuck like i don't know how she's alive yeah and all of that happened and i'm so glad she is but holy cow
0: yeah so she hydroplaned and then uh <clears throat> took out a light pole on the interstate which if you've ever been on an interstate they're not small poles um and in the process of hitting that light pole she flipped the car two or three times and she hit the light pole basically like right where the driver do- driver's side door meets the passenger side door
1: like the bar in between the two yeah, doors
0: which was honestly like a great place to probably hit just because like there's a lot of, there's stability there in the car um but yeah they had to cut the center console out of the car just to get her out um but yeah, she walked—not walked away, but she's walking now. So
1: yeah, and she had a, I mean, obviously it was traumatic, but she she was in really good spirits and was poking fun at her boyfriend when we went to see her. And I mean, you could tell she was she was starting to feel better. But yeah, obviously very glad she's okay, and that's scary. But holy fuck,
0: yeah.
1: So, so Morgan, uh, we're glad you're okay, uh,
0: and I can't wait to see you back at work. Yes. <laughs> she, I don't work with her. But. You don't, but she was she was um, our notary public for all of our adoption paperwork, so she was kind of new things before a lot of other people did. <laughs> so uh, she'll always have kind of that special role in our in our journey. So mine is much happier. Um, last week we we've had a babysitter before um, my parents. Um and it was just for a couple it's like for two hours just so we can go get dinner without Kennedy, and that was when she was two months a couple months old yeah. yeah we had we just had Donna yet we hadn't had a reason to no, that's wrong. Josh and Heidi watched her one night for when we went and got dinner and drinks.
1: Hi, Josh and Heidi yes,
0: um, so this was our second time really having a babysitter, and um. We went to dinner and then to see a concert at a at a great theater here in Des Moines, the Hoyt Sherman Place, uh, to see Switchfoot on the kickoff of, kickoff of their. I can't remember the tour is called now, but but it's essentially their are they're on tour something with a music show. Yeah, the great traveling music show or something. Yeah. Um, it, it, they wanted to do it. It was something totally new for them. The first set was acoustic. The second set was rock. Um, and they've been my favorite band for a long time and we had tickets to see them in Kansas city, but Kennedy was way too little for us to go to that show. So I'm so glad that they uh, came back in short notice. We got to see them and rock out and, and uh, it, for me it's always a great show just cause it's, I love entertainment, but also the music itself is just um, impactful for me. And I think um my second tattoo will probably be a lyric of theirs and something tied to the family of some kind. So
1: I like it. Yeah. I didn't know you were considering another tattoo. Oh, yeah.
0: <clears throat> it's been, I've wanted, for, I've, I've wanted one since I finished the marathon, but I've never done it. So, all right. Um, so that's my fuck of the week. Just love hearing them perform and walking away, just feeling so uplifted and energized. So thank you to Switchfoot. Yeah. Those are our fucks of the week. When we come back, uh, we have a fun topic to to dive into. Um,
1: Steve is 36, and I'm 35. Hey, I didn't give you permission to say that on, to oh, the world. Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so <clears throat> I thought it would be fun to, to go back in time um, and share lessons that we wish we had known 15 years ago. So we'll dive into that after the break. All right, going back in time twenty for fifteen years rather. Sixteen for me. Sixteen Rude. for you.
1: Essentially, <laughs> what do we wish our twenty-year-old self knew that we know now? Yeah. So, a quick question before
0: we start: Had you come out yet at twenty? I forget. Yep. Okay, so you were out. I was not. Um, out
1: and proud and flailing, flailing my arms. Everyone needs to know about that. <laughs>
0: So I think my first thing I wish I would have known at 20 is that just from a coming out perspective, it's going to be bumpy. You're going to be angry and frustrated and feel lost, but it will all turn out okay. That would have been really good to know. But <laughs> that would that actually help you? I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it probably would have. It would have like eased some of the stress and emotion and sometimes a sense of loss to have known that to, to like actually have known that it would be okay. Cause like at, at the end of the day, you know that it's going to be okay. At least I felt that it'll be fine. It'll be rough. But there's always that question
1: like, well,
0: what if so-and-so freaks out on me and you know, whatever.
1: But just yeah. with, I mean, you, you did, you had a little bit more of a, a bumpy coming out. Yeah. Um, just with people yeah. that you were, particularly close with them, yeah. uh, their reaction to that. But on the other hand, like you had other people in your life, like the Jay Ordinas, who, who were just like, like, like incredible. cool, Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I can see why you would say that. Yeah. I think for me, it was just like, uh, I think people in my life had a hard time with it for sure. Um, and I was, it, it the first time I ever said it out loud to someone, I was obviously very nervous about what they thought and whatever, but, After I did it two or three times, I was like, I don't give a shit. I really didn't care.
0: It took me like 10 probably to get to that point.
1: Um, so, yeah. Uh, I think the one, one thing that I, looking back in at the, what was the existence of my twenties, um, I had a lot of baggage. from from relationships to family to expectations of the church growing up. Um, And it took me probably hitting my 30s to be like, you know what? This is not a life that you're living for other people. And I know that people put pressure on you because you have expect they have expectations of you and they want to see you do certain things and live a certain way. Fuck them. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I wish I could tell myself that because I spent so much energy and so much time like focusing on what is my mom going to think or what is the pastor of my church going to think? Or if I act a certain way, do I act too gay at work? Am I going to get fired? It might be like all of these different things. Um, I spent so much energy so much energy yeah. thinking about those things and dressing differently. So I played a part that people wanted me to play again, not because I was afraid to tell them when I was gay cause I wasn't, but it was more so I was afraid of the repercussions of that. Um, and all that different baggage. So, um, <clears throat> that and loosen the fuck up. <laughs> I'm still pretty tightly wound. I think if you were to talk to my mom, she would tell you that's, well, I know she would tell you <clears throat> that I have always been go, 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 go. And I don't stop and I go hundred miles an hour, whether that be physically or mentally or both all day long. And I go until I just drop dead. Um, that's not so much the case anymore because I grew up a little bit and I realized, that you were going to run yourself on the ground. But I wish I would have like practiced self-care before and been like, it's okay for you to sit at home and watch what, at back then, the DVD Netflix got <laughs> mailed to your house. Uh, like, it's okay to binge three of those. and, and I mean, on some levels, isn't it something that we both continue to struggle with sometimes? I think I've gotten pretty good. <laughs> I won't lie. I come home, and once Kennedy goes to bed, my brain shuts off. I'm done. See ya. Checked out okay so with the exception of you know obviously some there are work days where yeah. you have to work and work yeah. but all right yeah
0: I think another one for me and it really I got reminded of it when I was doing season one of Gen to Gen, um when I interviewed Max the 18 year old he's you know was going off to college and um we were just talking about what he was looking forward to and stuff like that and um I was reminded of how worried I had been back then about making the right class choices. And did I pick the right major? Do I need a minor in X, Y, and Z? And what's that going to do to my job prospects? And I was so worried about all those, at the end of the day, really minor, minor, minor decisions. And I was putting so much weight on how what their impact on my future career was going to be. I mean, I remember back in like high school, worried about that stuff. Like if I if I major in this, what kind of jobs am I going to get? Like you obviously should care about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I've been so lucky in my career to do some pretty rad things um, that I never even thought about when you know, picking my classes. So I, I wish I would have known just, you know what, get your fucking degree, do really good at that, and work hard. But it
1: will figure itself out. I mean it really will. Was there advice from other people that you didn't take that you wish you would have? That I wish I would have. Um, not that I can think of. I
0: mean, I got a lot of advice that I didn't listen to, and I'm glad I didn't. Um,
1: like the, dating women?
0: <laughs> I was thinking more just in terms of school. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I had people tell me I should you know, go to law school, and, and in hindsight I probably should have done that. I you feel like, said
1: that like know, five I, times I, the last month. I know. I feel like I would have enjoyed it and been a good lawyer. Um, he likes to argue. I do. And he yells. So, he'd be a great lawyer. He doesn't <laughs> yell at me. Yeah. Clarification: He doesn't yell at me.
0: Um, any advice that I was given that I didn't follow? God, I, I, yeah, I don't, I'm sure there was. I mean, everyone gets advice that they don't <clears throat> follow. I mean. Just Can't li- think of any? No, because clearly I didn't need it. I can think of one.
1: What? Not for you, for me. Oh, okay. Uh. I was like, what, <laughs> what, what did you tell me to do that I didn't do? Uh, be mindful and work on your credit score. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, Did someone tell you that? Yeah. My, okay. Uh, essentially, my step-grandparents told me that. Um, and I was young, and I knew everything, and I wasn't going to listen to anybody because I knew everything, and I didn't really care, and I didn't really realize the impact of the negative, in- negative, the negative impact I was having on my credit score yeah. until I got... Um, to living in San Diego and whatnot. And eventually, and, and you can attest to this as, as I met you, how bad it was. Um, I, I probably couldn't gotten a, a loan for anything. Yeah. Um, savings or not. Uh, it was, it was that bad. And, <clears throat> um, hearing the, I should say, seeing the opportunities that opened up just for our lives with, I mean, um, like you've helped me a lot get that back up and work on money management. you know, disclaimer: I'm terrible at money. Never ask Steve to manage any of your money; he will just blow it all. Um, (laughs) And you've done really great with me on that, and it's gotten so much better. And like a brand new car, and like it's all because I've, you know, that's one of those pieces of advice. Like I probably could have started working on at 20 years old. I didn't care. Yeah, and someone told me at like sixteen. I need to be caring about this when I get older, and I was like, "Fuck you!" I don't. Whatever. I'm, I'm invincible. Do it I can do anything <laughs> I want. I'll get everything in the world I need. Like it's fine. Yeah. Um. And obviously, so not the truth. Yeah,
0: for sure. Interesting. Yep. And that's a hard one though, because like life happens sometimes, and you and you can't care about things like that. I mean, well, you can care about it, but sometimes
1: you just can't affect it. You
0: can't. You can't. Yeah. You can't put it into action and. Yeah, because life, uh, life happens. gives you a bad, right. shitty card. Right, you have to deal with it. Yeah. So, totally. Yeah. Um, what else do I wish I would have known? Um, I wish that I, so I I think in the in the Q and A that that you did of me, the hot seat, I don't know, four or five episodes ago, we got we got into talking about um self esteem and and where I was growing up. Um, I think at 20 it would have been really helpful to have to just have people telling me or encouraging me that that um,
1: y- you need to you can and should stand up for yourself um, because in, in what way in, is it your personality is it what are we talking about here uh,
0: the first thing that's pinging is just relationship wise um, I see yeah which will be a topic for a future episode. I am sure we've kind of mentioned that a couple of times. Um, because I know that there was a period in my twenties where I wasn't. Um, I, I was letting other people dictate how to live my own life as an adult um, and not really standing up for myself. And that that comes off really bad, but in hindsight that's really, really what was happening. Um, you like someone of those people. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, it, and it's, it, it it's, it, it happens easily, like it just slowly happens, and then it's like shit. Like I don't know who this person is.
1: Well, I, honestly, I don't think it's like this. Ooh, Richard, you were letting people run over you. I think no. you didn't have that confidence, and you were around people who were assholes. Yeah, and you put those two things together, and it, you know, it leads to it that. was a perfect storm, and I let it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and everyone else. The,
0: the thing is, there were because I didn't have. There's a lot of things that, that go into this, but like without that, like self-esteem and self-awareness at 25, 26, 27, like I, I was really good at my job and had great friends, but I wasn't listening to them when they would speak up and say things, mm-hmm. um, which in hindsight should have. And when there's people in your life who you who love you, you need to listen. <laughs> That's probably one of the lessons that I'll share. Like listen to those people in your life, and yeah. as, as hard as it may be, like they're able to see things that you can't.
1: What's fascinating to me about that is you are really good for people who aren't necessarily connected with Richard. He's very, very good about staying in touch with people. Like he is very diligent about like, um, uh, people in New York that I think you worked with at one Mm -hmm. point, like you still send them a message. Hey, how are you doing? Like you're very good at, I'm terrible. (laughs) Ask my friend, Melissa. I'm just terrible. Um, granted she's wonderful and a blessing. And it's like a day doesn't go by when I, if I don't talk to her, but it's just, but at the same time, like I'm terrible about being like, Steve, take the five seconds and write a text message and yep. say, hi, how are you? Yep. I'm horrible yep. at that. So In it's fact, interesting. I'm going to do it right now because I'm going to start a new job about a month ago and I want to know how it's going. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting to me that you didn't take someone's advice. I'm sorry. You didn't listen and heed their advice or their concern knowing that you value those, you still value those relationships so much. Yeah, because I I
0: was <laughs> egotistical is probably the right word that I know the situation better than you. Like it's my fucking life, and I can decide those things. I I see things you don't. And I feel things you don't. So don't tell me. Just shut. Like that's how I. And I am sure if you Vikash is a great example. That's what I was thinking of. He we had a coffee before I met you, um, and I, I was coming off a, a breakup and wanted to try and fix that. And, um, he was adamant that, no, 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 I see that you're better now. Like you're a better person. You're happier. And I'm like, but I'm not like, I just wasn't listening. Yeah. Um, so I, I think well, that
1: and you were probably hurting Yeah. at that point. Yeah. Like you didn't feel like you were better because you're in pain. No. So, right.
0: So yeah, like when those people in your life are, are telling you important things, as hard as it is to, to, to listen, at least hear it, sleep on it, process it. Mm hmm. And, mm-hmm.
1: and take take like you almost have to take a step back on your own life and, which and if you think about like the bravery of those people, oh to yeah, say those things, oh yeah. I mean it's it takes a lot of guts. Yeah, because I like I I know there have been
0: friends in my life who I've wanted to do the same thing and I can't. I don't think I've ever done it. It's all kind of, always kind of naturally happen, which is always a good thing. But yeah. it's a hard thing to do because if you're wrong, then you just dealt yourself a really hard hand. For
1: sure <laughs> i'm I'm curious if other people out there have had this, but um especially if you're gay uh I didn't struggle with <clears throat> I did struggle with being gay. I did struggle reconciling uh homosexuality with the faith that I was raised to believe um I did struggle with that, but I think honestly. And I remember when I was living, when we, you and I were living in New York, this is something internally I've been struggling with. So this would have been late 20s. Um, like, I, I would say in high school and in college days, I would, people would call me Metro um, before I came out. Like, it was just, I was a Metro guy. I was very, <clears throat> usually very stylish. Um, when I moved to New York, I really started to push those boundaries a lot. Um, I would even buy girls clothing and I would wear like 10 different necklaces. And, um, I mean, it was, I was really kind of pushing those boundaries and I was always remember like walking down the street in my tall knee high bun hunter boots, rain boots, Mm -hmm. which are very popular in New York during the wet season. Um, being overly self-conscious about it. Like, is this person on the train thinking something, about me because sure. I'm dressed a certain way or do I look more vulnerable because I dress this way? Am I going to get attacked when I get off the train or if I walk this neighborhood or yeah, whatever? I am um, i don't dress that way now <clears throat> and I wonder, A, if that's in part to where we live because there's just not as much fashion here. There's just not as much forward thinking in terms of clothing and, and that type of thing. Um, but I also wonder if like that, impacted my life now and so granted i love i mean my life has changed too though so like i love comfier clothes (laughs) you know kid throw up is on all of it so i really can't afford it you know to go ahead and buy a hundred dollar dress shirt um but i'm like i I would want to tell myself hey it's okay to feel those feelings like it's okay to feel scared and whatever but you still need to feel like you are you and whatever you put on every day um And I'm sure whether, I'm sure there's people out there who are larger in size, so if they're heavier set, um, or maybe they're super skinny and they just have maybe some image issues, body image issues or something, like, the most important thing is to just feel like you are your best version of yourself, no matter what you wear. And if people have a problem with it, fuck them. Yeah. Um, There's a very popular singer right now, we actually saw her on Sunday morning this past week, her name is Lizzo. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm sure everyone in the world probably right now knows, uh, who that is. She's got some really, um, uh, number one hits on, on the radio right now. So look her up if you don't know Lizzo with an L. Um, but she is, um, a bigger, uh, African-American woman and super talented. She can actually really sing aside from her, um, more current music, which is a little bit more rappy. Um, and, uh, she is. Uh, her message on said it was amazing because she was saying, like, you know what? I'm fat. She said this on air. She's like, I'm fat. And you know what? I, this is not a bad thing. Like, I'm fat and I love it. And fat is amazing and fat is beautiful. And she wears like these little, like, she wears some some skimpy clothing that I think society would be like, oh, big girls shouldn't wear that. Yeah. And she doesn't give a shit. No, because, because she, she's defined beauty for herself.
0: Well, and it's, it's defining beauty for yourself. And it's also, she recognizes because she, she, she like she was feeling bad about herself for being fat and, and overweight and, and she she acknowledges that's a ca- that that's the case for her and like she finally came to a place where she was like this is who I am and I should own it
1: and yeah. and be happy in this body that I well, have why am I letting someone else's thoughts or opinions right. change how I feel define inside. that for me fa- yeah like, and so like that's what I wish like listening to that on Sunday I was like mm, I wish I would have known that at 25 yeah. or had someone tell me that because yeah. I was super conscious, over-conscious about how I looked and, um, I don't get me wrong. I was proud of how I looked and I felt confident when I walked down the street, but at the same time I was always worrying about something. Sure. So, uh, let's take a break and we will be right back. Hey, we are back. Um, kind of an an episode about things that we wish we had known. And if you're 20 years old or you're 25 years old and you have some of these things, um, we are not 25 years old. We are 35 plus. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, if you you struggle with any of these things and it sounds like something that maybe, um, you know, like it sounds like, oh, well, wow, I'm kind of going through that right now. Um, send us a message. We're happy to give you a call and talk through it. I mean, I know we're kind of complete strangers to some of you, but uh, we're happy to send us a message on Instagram or on Twitter, um, and we will, we're we happy to kind of walk you through and what we learned and how we kind of dealt with it. But one of those things that <clears throat> I was thinking about is um, I was a religion major in college, and obviously coming out of the, the closet screwed that pooch real quick. Um, and I, there was just, I remember sitting down in my, um, counselor's office who found out, uh, it was like a, like my academic counselor for my, my, for my actual like college that I was a part of, uh, not the university. Um, and he said that we, they found out that I was gay and asked me to confirm it. And I said, yes. And that they said they were going to remove any privileges from me to become an ordained minister in that particular church um, or denomination, I should say. Um, and that my degree would be switched to an Christian education degree. Um, and uh, I was, I mean, I, that was probably my senior year and I was super worried about, any career opportunities and am i going to find a place to fit and i what am i going to freaking do with a christian education degree (laughs) um who who has a degree that's useful like that to anyone unless you're teaching at and that teaching is not what i wanted to be doing um and so i left college and i didn't have any idea what i wanted to be or who i needed to be and I don't know. It was literally like starting over. I moved to San Diego <clears throat> with nothing. I have a car full of stuff into a house with people I'd had never met before. And I started my life, which through the car- career, and when you look back on it, it's actually kind of funny because everything was kind of leading up to where I am today, but leading me up into a life of marketing, mm-hmm. which I don't have a degree in communications and or marketing. Yeah. And um, I like to think I'm pretty good at it most days and it's it's just funny how like i was so worried about okay this just went down in a your life piling over. or in a in a pile of flames <laughs> like <laughs> like your life is over Yeah. because everything you just worked for 5 years on is gone yep and <clears throat> um I was, there was zero confidence in any other skills that I had. So I was not embracing my creative side, which you can tell, you can confirm I'm a pretty creative person and, um, a strategic thinker. I was not embracing a lot of those qualities that looking back on it, I was like, wow, I could have done this a long time ago. Um, and so, uh, you know, I wish I would have had, the, <coughs> sorry, all he's coughing. Uh, I wish, you know, looking back, I would have been like, you know what? Where you are in this moment, imperfect as you think it is is right where you need to be yeah um, and learn to embrace that.
0: I'll, I'll echo that actually because one of my big regrets of the of the decade of my twenties is is the way that uh, one of my jobs ended um, and i I since sent a message to the an email to the CEO and let him know that that I wish we could go back in time and and change how that ended. Um, and, uh, he, he like wrote right back and was like, he was just very appreciative of the message and, and he's always, he and I have always had a good relationship because he's, he's a guy, he he has his own podcast too. And he's, he's talked about how, uh, he will fire or he'll hire very, very quickly. If he, if he likes you, he's going to want you on his team. he will figure out what you can do later. But he, he will say that anytime the company has to fire someone, he gets to make the ultimate call and he will sit on it for three months cause he doesn't want to do it but he knows that if it has to be done, it has to be done, but he needs to be the one to be okay with that. Um, and I was at a place where what you just said, like you're, you're, you're at the right place and that's the right place for you at that moment. And, and it was the right place for me at that moment. And I didn't think so. And in hindsight, I, I wish the cards had turned out differently because I would have loved to have stayed longer, but it was all, yeah. it was a hundred percent on me. I know that now in hindsight. Um, and, uh, I know that if, if I called the CEO up tomorrow and said, I want to come back and work for you, we would have a conversation.
1: Like, I don't think there'd be any, is this who I think it is? Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, looking back on, on, on life in my twenties, I was I'm thinking, did I grow, like, obviously I grew in my twenties, but <laughs> did I, did I grow in a healthy way or did I, did my perspective shift in ways that were. Um, healthy to the point that I didn't have to necessarily learn the hard way, but I would be able to recognize growth opportunities, etc. Sure. And I didn't. I was a fucking idiot most of my twenties. <laughs> I remember feeling, no joke, twenty-five, feeling like I was having a quarter-life crisis, and that twenty-five was a bad year for me. Yeah, um, sounds so dramatic when I think about it now. I'm like, really? i oh, has be twenty-five. But year. isn't that the year that LPS closed? If I'm doing the math right. Probably. It would have been close to that period. Yeah. Uh, at least that branch. I don't know if they're closed. Well, yeah, but like you were, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I lost the job at yeah. that point. Um, but it was, yeah. And I remember thinking as I got in my later 20s, this was probably closer to when I, am before I met you. Yeah, uh, I'm getting older. I should be having kids right now. <laughs> That's not going to happen for me because I'm 28 years old. And I don't even have anyone to do that with and yada, 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 yeah. yada, yada. I, you know, um, I want to, I want to go back there and be like, slow your roll, Steve, <laughs> Like slow your fucking roll because like, we're not, people are living until hundred nowadays. Yeah. And <clears throat> again, what you think is your timing may not be the timing that's right for you. Yeah. And looking back on it now, like, I had to learn some some things in my late 20s and early 30s in terms of my marriage with you and um, becoming an emotionally intelligent person and aware, emotionally aware person. Um, There's some, like, growth stages that had to happen before I was able to be blessed with a child. At least that's my belief. Yeah, And so, like, I don't – do I wish Kennedy would have come four years ago? Hell yeah, I do. Because I would just have a lot more energy and things would have been different.
0: He makes it sound like he's 70 years old, everybody.
1: Well, <laughs> the boot fits. I'm the one with the hip that doesn't move at the moment. <laughs> so. um, and, you know, it's it's a lot of that mentality that um, eventually spiraled into my to what is now my mid-30s to where now I have to start dealing with the fact that I didn't deal with yeah. things well then. So I have to, like work through it now and or deal with problems that arise now because of it yeah. um, so that's hard that's a hard one because it's like I, I love our daughter and she I believe that she came to us at the exact right time and she was meant for us and it's clear every day I interact with her um, but I spent so much time thinking about why isn't this happening when am I going to meet the one who the fuck cares live your life be the Man, you were meant to be. Um, or woman. Or woman. Or transgender. Or whatever you feel like you need to be. Be that for yourself. Yeah. Fuck the rest. Yeah. Because the rest will come to you when you're ready to receive it. And you're never going to be ready to receive it until you love and honor and cherish who you are. And that is something I never understood. Yep. In my late 20s, yep. ever.
0: Um, I, think that's, I think that's a lesson that, that you, we should always always keep like on an index card in your wallet. Like not literally, but like figuratively, like whether it's your career or life or your relationships or your kid or whatever, like what you just said will and grace, right? Uh, and maybe in part, I think, like, yeah. Cause you used it at the wedding, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like when you are ready to receive whatever it is, whatever that is, you will receive it. Um, and, and you had that mentality for me. You had that mentality for our daughter. Um, like I think about that when it comes to career stuff. Um, In what way? Just when the next opportunity. When will I be able to lead a full team or you know, become CMO or whatever? Like I would love it today. Am I ready today? Clearly not. Like right. I still need to learn things or be challenged by things or, or fail a couple more, more times. Like, um, it'll come when it's right. Um, and I think that's a really it's an important thing for me to keep reminding myself of. Um, also, as someone who has lost two elections, like you, I have to remind myself that if that if winning is meant to be, it will happen. You have to keep working for it. It's not just going to happen, but you have to work for it if you really want it. And um, if I believe in that, um, which I have and do, um, but uh, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen, and you have to be okay with that. Easier said than done. And it's way easier said than done. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that that's that's a lesson that can be continually relearned
1: and reminded of. I was hoping to find that quote. Yeah, the I time you were, that's what you were doing by the time <laughs> that you were uh, done talking. But um, we can we can put it up on the yeah, Instagram. Yeah, story we'll, or something yeah, we'll find and, it. Um, it is it is. Uh, it's stupid. Uh, to me, it's always like, oh my gosh, Steve, you're quoting Will and Grace. Um, because it's such a silly show. And obviously it hyper, it hyper, it intensifies like the gay life and what it really isn't and all these things. But I think there's a part of that show that has an emotional connection between Will and Grace. And the fights that they have and some things that are kind of real for people. Um, and that quote is just one of my favorites.
0: I, I think another quote that also kind of fits with this, that, that is also something that, that really kind of, for me, encompasses everything we've talked about, was actually talked about on the West Wing Weekly podcast this morning. Um, if you're a West Wing fan, go check it out. They're almost done. Um, but the, the episode they were talking about today, um, it was a line from CJ, who plays the first plays the secret- press secretary and then plays the chief of staff. And there's an international crisis, and she goes to the president and says, we've all been blinded by thinking that this this issue is more complex than it actually is. Um, And that's not the perfect verbiage, but it was basically that kind of thing. And is our life here on Earth complex and messy? Absolutely. But it's also not. And I say that because all you have to do to live a good life is live a fucking good life. Like, be you, be passionate about your life, own it be challenged by it, listen to the
1: people who love you and the rest will work itself out. Yeah. I mean, that's all it is. I mean, when I was, when I was, before I had you, I was super worried about finding, finding me, finding the one. <laughs> um, and I found the quote and I'll, I'll, okay. I'll give it to, to everyone who is single and frustrated, um, or worried or consumed. Even if you're not willing to admit it and, uh, to yourself, um, this quote is, is super powerful to me. Uh, again, this is from Will and Grace. It says, When I am feeling like there is no love coming to me and I have no love to give, when I feel separated from the world and cut off from myself and annoyed with every little thing because I'm not getting what I want, I'll remember that there is an infinite amount of love available to me and that I'll see it in you. And I'll remember that I'm complete within myself. And most of all, I'll remember that everything I really need, I already have. And whatever I don't have will come to me when I'm ready to receive it. Yeah. Um, it still gives me goosebumps. that It's that last line of like, Steve, you're 28. Chill. The <laughs> Chill fuck the out. fuck out. <laughs> Your life is is being um, molded right now into what you need to be. And when you are ready, Richard will come and Kennedy will come and that job that you have no idea what you're going to do. And that will come to you. Um, I think that's a quote that I didn't, I didn't really realize the impact of that when I first saw the episode. Um, But obviously it grew to be more and more and more powerful. So, um, I think that's where I'm going to leave this That's week. where you're going to leave it. Because that's, to me, I think no matter what my 20, 20s or anything even before that that I wasn't ready for that I could tell myself, I think it would be that. Yeah. You will get it when you're ready to receive it. And by what you're willing to do or not do and admit to yourself and challenge yourself, you can get to that point quicker. Yep. But if not, Chill.
0: Chill. So I want to start a new segment to end every episode. Um, what's something you're looking forward to between now and our next episode?
1: Um, Saturday, we are taking Kennedy. damn it. Kennedy. <laughs> Saturday, we're taking Kennedy to her first pumpkin patch. That'll be fun. And we're going to get cider and let her play in the big pile of corn and hopefully get there soon enough to take some family photos. Um Yeah. And so it's just going to be a day out in fo- with fall and letting her pick her first pumpkin. And I don't know, I'm just super yeah, excited. that'll be fun. Uh, that was going to be mine too.
0: Uh, I know. should have thought of something to back myself up.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, we usually try to, we don't do a lot of things like that on, on the regular at well, least. Well, yeah. I mean. So usually if it's all us going doing something like that, I'm really looking forward yeah. to it. So, yeah. So that, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come up with a different one next time. All right. Well, sorry. look at that. Still a segment. You did. (laughs) You did. So, all right. uh, If you guys uh, want to chat about anything we've talked about today, um, obviously follow us on uh, Instagram. It's at Richard and Steve on
0: Twitter is at fuck is our mantra. And our email is Richard and Steve podcast at gmail.com if you'd rather send us a private message that way.
1: Yes. Happy to do either one. Um, And uh, thanks for listening and and reflect this this week or the next two weeks about um, what can you wait until you're ready to receive it.
0: This podcast was mixed and produced by Sprout Media, a digital media firm in Des Moines, Iowa, who believes in doing things differently. They believe in putting consumers and clients first, being a partner in marketing, and inspiring your tomorrow. They build websites, create digital media strategies, shoot and produce videos, and edit and produce podcasts just like this one. Check out Sprout Media at GoSproutMedia.com. Where you can subscribe to their podcast, The Buzz Addiction, or even request a free consultation. That's ghostsproutmedia.com.